Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, for the latest updates, information, and picks. You can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. This Major League Baseball episode covers every game scheduled to be played on Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. It's game one of the division series. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. That's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new. If you have a primer and an explanation of what's going on, it's, there's a little bit of a lengthy write-up there. I'll uh, pause if you need to and check that out if you haven't yet. Otherwise, the goals of this episode are to share key information about these games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. As always, remember that there are no locks in gambling. So what I provide are loves, lights, and liens, that is A, B, and C grades, indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling your wagers. However, please understand that good inventions will occur. So as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Wildcard series, 6-0 and in non-Padres Mets games, 0-3 in Padres Mets games. <laughs> Overall, it was a profitable weekend for us with baseball, much like the rest of the year has been. Hopefully, we can keep that rolling here in the divisional series. Lots of things uh, that I like, but before we get to that, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any college basketball. It'll be our college football content that this channel provides. And a reminder, we've started up a Patreon page for those of you looking to support the show and get extra benefits. Membership starts at just $3 per month, which gets you the play of the day. And for that $15 a month level, you can get a ton of other benefits, including early access to projected spreads. I've already got up a prediction for every single game of these series. Now, there is some subject to change with regards to pitchers. There's not a lot of totals out because I don't have weather information, but I'll update that throughout the week. And as of right now, I've also got probabilities for who wins each series, probabilities for each team winning in a certain amount of games. So a lot of goodies there if you uh, want to join that Patreon uh, link in the show description and right there in the crawler. So uh, lots of good stuff over there. But let's get to it. All lines courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description and current as the time of this recording on Monday afternoon. We're going to start off with a day game here. Day Games throughout the day on your Tuesday it should be a nice one if you can sneak a peek at the screen throughout the day. Phillies and Braves. This sets up to be a really interesting and fascinating series, in my opinion, simply because of the top two pitcher for the Phillies. But the guy they're going to give the ball to in game one, Ranger Suarez, not bad either. And as I talked about throughout the season, pitched pretty well the last two-thirds-ish of the year. So I think gives him a 92 rating, says that 365 ERA is pretty representative of the fact that he's an above-average pitcher, but not as good as Max Fried, who gets a 71 rating. And the underlying metrics support his 248 ERA, as good as Suarez has been. He's going to be outdueled by the other lefty on the mound in this one, Max Freed. Uh, Philly's offense, good. Braves' offense, good. The difference is that the Braves' offense is pretty balanced left-handed, right-handed, so throwing a lefty against them doesn't really matter too much. But the Phillies are a little bit left-handed heavy, and so throwing a lefty on them dings their offense just a little bit. Of course, the Braves' relievers are better than the Phillies' relievers and the Braves at home. I think we would all agree the Braves should be favored in this one. The question is just by how much. Sideline says it should be Braves minus 197 with a total of 7.2. With regards to that total, it's a pass. It's going to be a fairly nice day, uh, mid to low 70s for this game, warming up as it goes along. But the wind will be blowing 
in at five to 10 miles an hour. So it's a situation where if we had the wind blowing out, I would definitely say over is a good candidate here, but nice day, but the wind blowing in good starting pitching total of seven seems pretty smack on. I think there's juice to the over. So it, it, it aligns exactly with what my model indicates on the total. I'm going to play the Braves at minus 195. Sideline wants 192 or better for a B grade. I'm going to give this a B grade. I really think anything that starts with a one is fine for the Braves as a B grade. I just don't want to start with a two. That's just my personal cut. You can obviously you know, disagree and do something slightly different with that if you want, but that's just my marker here for this one. Brave starting with a one, I think is a B grade pick. It's a pick I would make. It's not a pick that I love. It's just one that I like. I just think they have too many edges in this one. They come out strong in this game. And then it gets really interesting for games two and three when the Phillies are able to throw Wheeler and Nola at them. I think the Braves can take away game one. Minus 195 is a B grade pick for me to start off our Tuesday divisional series playoffs. 337 Eastern first pitch Mariners at the Astros. Uh, uh, confliction abounds in this one. I love the Mariners. They've been good to us all season, but my team is the Astros. So this is going to be a tough series to swallow out <laughs> of stomach, to deal with, whatever word you want to use there. Uh, Logan Gilbert and Justin Verlander in a game that I'm projecting the roof to be closed at Minute Maid. If it opens it up, it's not really going to change much because if it opens, it means the weather's nice. Um, Gilbert, good, not great. He does have a 320 ERA, but the underlying metrics say it should be a little bit higher. Some inconsistencies benefited by a pitcher-friendly ballpark. Gilbert goes out there and at times looks really good and at times looks very human. And this Astros offense is good enough to make him look human. So, you know, good, not great. Not at the Luis Castillo level, of course. Justin Verlander, of course, is great. Uh, almost surely will win the AL Cy Young. 175 ERA in the season. The underlying metrics say it shouldn't be quite that low, but that's not really breaking any news. He still is one of the best pitchers in my database. Both sets of relievers are very good. Uh, and the Mariners offense, I've talked about this a lot, is pretty good. I, I like them. I think they're a top 10, maybe borderline top five offense with regards to the park neutral look, which um, is kind of the, the more appropriate way to evaluate teams and players here. Because if you play at a pitcher from the ballpark, your numbers aren't as good. That doesn't mean you aren't that good because either A, the other team has to deal with those conditions in the game or you get to deal with better conditions. So Mariners offense good, just Astros offense really good. Another situation where I think we would all agree the Astros should be favored given the advantage they have in the game being at Houston. Sideline says it should be Astros minus 178. I think they should be favored, but not quite as much as the Braves. These lines, though, are actually flipped, in my opinion, that the Astros are bigger favorites than the Braves. Probably no surprise to anybody. I'm going to be on the Mariners. Plus 195 is the current money line price. That would be a B-grade pick. It might be worth a flyer. Gilbert being a high-variance type guy, could go out and throw a really good game. And then at that point, the plus odds are going to be really enticing. Um, if he gets hit around a lot, you haven't really lost much. But given that the run line is pretty close to even money, I'm going to actually play it on the run line instead at minus 120 and give that a B grade as well. I think the Mariners can hang in this one. It should be an interesting game. should be a good ball game. Um, again, Gilbert, good. He's just not as good as Verlander. And so it's harder to see the Mariners winning, but I can absolutely see them staying close and hanging around in this one. They might accidentally pull it off. Weird things happen in baseball. I don't think anybody expected, um, you know, half of the results we've already seen in the wild card games. Obviously I did, but I know a lot of people didn't. And that's just how baseball goes. So Mariners could pull this off. If not, the run line hanging in there, I think makes a lot of sense. I'm going to take the Mariners in the run line at minus 120 with a B grade pick. I'm going to take the over six and a half. So I think it should be 7.4. Um, 
I can't really give a pitcher a much better grade than Justin Verlander. I think he's he's one of the top ones in the database, and and both these sets of relievers are good. It's just that both offenses are good, and so you got a a fairly neutral ballpark, one that can be pretty home run friendly. If you pull the ball to either side, if you go straight away center, it's a lot harder to hit home runs. But you pull the ball, and it, for both righties and lefties, it's a pretty easy home run here. So I expect some runs. If this game was in Seattle, a different story in that park in those conditions, and we'll get to that, of course, later on into the weekend. But in Houston, I think this total should be seven. I, I, I'd lean over seven, given that sidelines has 7.4, but it's a tougher play to make knowing that you push at seven. But but I, I think it should be seven. Seven and a half. Sideline says it should be seven and a half with a little juice to the under. I personally think it's a little bit high. I might probably make this more 7.2, 7.3 than 7.4. But either way, all of those say over six and a half is a good play. So it's a little bit of an uncomfortable play. Gilbert's obviously a pitcher a lot of us like. Justin Verlander's fantastic. But there's, there could be some home runs in this game. And so I just think getting to seven with the win makes this over a worthy play. I could easily see four to three, five to two, something like that. Uh, I think this number's just too low. I'm going to go over in this one again and take the marriage on the run line with a B grade play 737 guardians at the yankees not much to say about the guardians other than we love you they've been good to us and i'm gonna keep riding them here i think of all <laughs> these series i think you, you kind of don't need to watch the show for this one we're going to be on the guardians every single game they are undervalued they're a better team than people realize uh, they're very similar to what the mariners whether the poor man's mariners people kind of finally realized towards the end of the year the mariners were good uh they still haven't realized with the guardians i mean there was that stretch where we were just backing the mariners every single night and it worked you know three out of four nights and that's how the Guardians have been of late. So it's been so good to us. They're a much better team than people realize. It's, it's really the bottom line. We're going to be on the Guardians. I guarantee it every single game this series. I cannot imagine a world otherwise. The only question is, is it an A grade or a B grade? And is it run line or money line? Depending on the situation and the prices, I think there's a case to be made for either one. I think there's a case to split your wager on this one, but I wouldn't put much on the money line, just a little bit. Um, my main investment here is on the run line, as I really think the Guardians stand a really good chance of keeping this game tight. Uh, Cal Quantrill has been fantastic over the last uh, half to two-thirds of the season. Model gives him a 96 grade, thinks that that 338 ERA is a little bit unsustainable, but I mean, he keeps getting it done. And not that Garrett Cole isn't a good pitcher, he gets a 70 rating that's one point behind Verlander. Uh, a very good pitcher in the advanced metrics say he's actually a better pitcher than that 350 ERA. I just think that the difference between Quantrill and Cole is not nearly enough to justify the minus 201 price in the Yankees, especially when you consider that the Yankees bullpen better than it was at times, but still not up to par with the Guardians having maybe the best bullpen in baseball at this point. Offensively, the Guardians a little bit behind the Yankees, but not by much. And with righty on righty, the Guardians a little bit left-handed heavy. Yankees a little bit right-handed heavy. That makes that difference smaller. Now we start throwing lefties in the series. It's going to get to be a little bit of a different story when Cortez throws. Um, that's going to make the Guardians offense look a little bit weaker. But righty on righty, the difference between these offenses is not very much. The Guardians definitely have a better bullpen. And so really, we just need Quantrill to keep us in this ball game. Maybe the Guardians pull it out. Um, I think they can keep it tight, though. I love this run line selection here at minus 128. And like I said, I think maybe a small play on the money line might make a little bit of sense. Just because a number like plus 184 is just extreme value. Sideline says it should be 141. It's just incredible value on the Guardians to open us up here. 
Total of seven. Sideline says 7.2. It's a pass for me on the total. Sideline might indicate a little bit of an over, but, you know, that kind of, it's close enough that I don't think it's really worth a play. It's similar to the Ashes Mariner one at six and a half. I could go over and say, Hey, if we get to seven, if we get to a, if we get to a three, three ball game and you get over six and a half in this one, I don't know where the number's going to go, but if it does go down to six and a half, um, I think the over might make a lot of sense. So, so keep an eye on the sheet in the Twitter. Cause if it does go down to six and a half, I will be adding that as a play. Cause then I'm thinking, Hey, we just get to three, three. We got a really good shot. <laughs> we, we've already got the over, and then we got a really good shot of pulling off the Guardians' run line play as well. So I just I, I want over six and a half in this one, um, and not seven. But if it were to go to seven and a half, I probably would actually play under seven and a half. So if this number moves off a of seven and the juice isn't too crazy, I think there's a total play to be had. I just don't think there is one at seven. So my main focus on this one is just the Guardians' run line, and like I said, a little on the. Money line might make sense as well. Weather-wise, we're going to be in the mid-60s for most of this one. Nice night in New York. Winds will be blowing mostly out, maybe a little bit across to start off with, but at or around five miles an hour, so not much of an effect there. Uh, mainly just an, a, a nice night for baseball. You know, a little chilly for some of us, but for this time of year, night game in New York, nothing to complain about weather-wise uh, being in the mid-60s. The late game wrapping us up, Padres at the Dodgers. Uh Padres Met series was something uh, again. The only one that I could not pick at all. Uh, I think they're going to have a little bit harder of a time on this one with the Dodgers, and the Dodgers are getting a little bit of a boost in the model for the home field advantage here, more so than usual. Coming off of the Mets, I mean the Padres traveling across the country and playing on Sunday night. Now they do have a full forty-eight hours at least, but that's still a lot of travel across the country. So obviously, if this was a Monday game, it would be even more extreme but being a tuesday game it still is a lot of travel the dodgers are completely rested everybody's good to go so the dodgers have a pretty big edge there they have a massive edge in starting pitcher i have zero faith whatsoever in like clevenger and uh julio urias the model has been skeptical all season but he continues to get the job done i still stand by that 216 era as a mirage it's not he's not that good but he's still a good pitcher so i think still gives him an 81 rating i just think his true era should be more in the mid threes mid low threes which is still very good it's just not this incredible season he's had but either way even if he's not as good as that 216 era he's still a heck of a lot better than clevenger is who i have no faith in whatsoever i think he's actually worse than his 433 era indicates he's pitched a lot games at a pitcher from the ballpark and gotten some good bounces to me i think he's more of a five era type pitcher padres bullpen is mostly terrible um i i don't really know what the plan is after him other than i assume it's got to be sean Manaya being a lefty who you just never know what you're going to get from him. i talked about him on the game three show uh with the mets is to say maybe that was part of their plan um, there, Manaya did look a little bit better towards the end of the season, but it was a really small sample size. This Dodgers offense can't crush. And if things aren't going well for any of these pitchers, this is going to be a runaway in a hurry. If you get good Clevenger two times through the lineup, and then you go Manaya and you get good Manaya two times through the lineup, the Padres got a chance. But I mean, you got to have that's just a, a lot of ifs in my, in my view. So I really like the Dodgers here. I think they have a huge advantage pitching from start to finish. I like their relievers more than the Padres relievers. Uh, and I like whatever they're going to do with Club and Germania uh, a whole lot less than I like Urias. So I think the Dodgers have edge there. Offensively, the Dodgers offense still better than the Padres offense. The Padres offense, a little bit left-handed heavy. Talked about that after the trade deadline. They really needed Tatis to get back and give him a good right-handed bat. They're pretty left-handed heavy, pretty switch hitter heavy. 
that makes their offense a little bit worse going up against a guy like Urias. And of course, we'll have to face the same thing with Kershaw being another lefty. So this sets up really well for the Dodgers here. Sideline says 223 should be the number. Uh, Sideline says 218, which the current price is good enough for a B grade. It's good enough for me. I'll lock that as a B grade pick on the Dodgers money line. I like the run line as well in this one, though, with the book that I'm using, they don't have that price up yet. So I haven't been able to lock it. But I think the run line makes a lot of sense too. And so I'm also going to play the over seven in this one. So I think says the total should be 8.1. There are just a, it just, I, I cannot see this game going eight or nine innings of holding down the Dodgers offense. I think they're going to score a lot of runs. I like the Dodgers run line, I like the Dodgers team total over. You might find lightning in a bottle with Clevenger and Manaya. I didn't think they would in game three against the Mets, but Musgrove at least got like an 80, low 80s grade in the model. At least it was possible with Musgrove. And sure enough, he pitched a fantastic game. Hats off to him. As an Astros fan, I have a soft spot for, <laughs> for the guy, right? So I'm, I'm happy for him. Um, I just don't see it happening with Clevenger and Mania. So I really think the Dodgers are going to get some runs. So I like the over. I like the Dodgers on the money line. I think 218 is a good enough price to play. I like them on the run line. I, there's a lot of different ways you can split up your wagers here, but I think this is all Dodgers in game one. And what should be a fantastic night for baseball at LA. Low 70s to start, upper 60s to close. And the wind, just like usual in LA, blowing out to start in the five to 10 mile an hour range and dying down as it wears off. Should I, I just, I think they can get up five nothing by the you know fourth inning or something like that. And then we're well on our way to all those victories. So whether you want to split between money line or run line, I think either one of those makes sense. Uh, depending on what the price is, uh, I might take the B grade pick on the Dodgers and might add a unit to the to the run line. That's something to consider. So again, just check Twitter and check the sheet for that update, depending on what the price is and if that is warranted. And so that is all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can share all the sports betting content we provide on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. I will see you again with more sports betting content throughout the week as we have college football. Two more episodes of that. Already the first one out if you haven't seen it. And we'll have shows every day for the baseball playoffs that there are games. So lots of good content. As always, best of luck. And remember, you can get your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.